Hi, I'm Alois Mujira and you're listening to this FM Sport Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. It's blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport. It's your sport. It's CFM sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. The team that always rises to the occasion that is <laughs> What are you, Michael? <laughs> Michael, why are you opening your eyes and being aghast? Uh, the day after Valentine's Day. Oh my God! <laughs> you may be right. No, that's <laughs> I, I'm definitely right. <laughs> the team is here: Mike Madonna, Alice Bungila, Chris Meadzi. My name is Barry Manandi, and the man pulling the strings in the background—I li- mean, literally pulling the strings—is Sean Tafirinik on the home. Front today, Bulawayo Giants Highlanders have stepped up their preparations for the 2023 Castle Premier Soccer League season by setting up a pre-season camp in Bitebridge. In international sports news, India opener Simriti Mandana and England all-rounder Nat Skiva Brunt and Australia's Ashley Gardner uh, struck it rich in the player auction for the inaugural Women's Premier League next month. And around the world in 60, we have stops in New Zealand, in England, Wales and Saudi Arabia. Second half of the show, we'll bring you the beauty Beautiful game where Paris Saint-Germain coach Christophe Gauthier says he is hopeful his side can still qualify for the quarterfinals of the Champions League despite losing at home to Bayern in the first leg of their last 16 tie last night. In tonight's action, Chelsea will take on Borussia Dortmund in the first leg of the Champions League knockout rounds looking to pick up a vital result away from home. And there's a small matter of the top of the table clash at the Emirates where Pep Guardiola says Manchester City will face the best Arsenal team since he has been in the Premier League. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. The number in the studio is 0731-168045. Or you can catch us on our social media handles. That's at ZFM Sport. And if you happen to miss this, uh, any other show, you can catch us as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Just search for ZFM Sport and subscribe. Let's give you that local sports news roundup, starting with some netball news. Zimbabwe netball star Felistus Kwangwa has made a flying start with Surrey Storm in the English Top Flight Netball League. Surrey Storm opened their campaign this season with a 68 to 56 win over 
Strathclyde Sirens before outclassing seven stars, 76-51 in their second match. In cricket news, fast-paced cricket action is set to light up the stage next week as six teams have lined up to battle for honours in the domestic T20 cricket tournament. The traditional five franchises, the Tuskers, Mountaineers, Midwest Rhinos, Southern Rocks and defending champions Eagles are set to be joined by the National Premier League Blast Blast T20 Club champions Lions for this year's edition. And in mixed martial arts news, Zimbabwe's mixed martial arts fighter Temba Temba Gorimbo is confident of delivering a victory in his debut in the Ultimate Fight Championship, that's UFC, when he takes on America's Ashton Fletcher in Las Vegas on Saturday. Gorimbo arrived in America on Sunday and immediately got down to business by training one at one of Vegas facilities. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. We're talking Matengwani today, and that is Blaue Giants Highlanders. Now, they've stepped up their preparations for the 2023 Castle Lager Premier Soccer League season by setting up a pre season camp in Bightbridge. Uh, Borsal will be in Bightbridge for at least a week, with indications that the team's technical department is using the tour to sharpen the team ahead of the season. Alois, uh, some people may wonder why they would set up a base in a place like uh, Bightbridge, but you can sort of see the logic uh, of going out to Bightbridge. is probably one of the hotter uh, places in the in in the country and so uh, in terms of getting yourselves up to speed uh, it probably serves the purpose that it ought to it does uh, Barry. when you look at the problem with uh, with the climate change that we're having it's actually even here it's very hot in uh, in Harare so I think for them to actually not recently get, my god it's just yeah, raining, it's been raining. It? <laughs> but not, the day is not raining it's actually hot yeah, like yeah, very yeah, hot enough you know so I think uh, for them, they know that this is maybe the, the rain season, take it out, but it's going to be hot yeah. at some point. So it's good for the players to acclimatize, mm-hmm. to actually get used to the hot weather. While in pre-season, this is where the body adjusts to the rigors of whatever is going to come mm-hmm. uh, in, in the season. So if they can adjust to that and the body gets used to the heat and then they start playing, even if it's not as cold as what as it is, then the body can actually like, ah, okay, they, it gets comfortable in it. That's why usually teams go to high altitude places, they go to mm. places that are difficult like uh, humid places in South Africa they actually go to humid places yeah. where they actually hold their camp so that the body adjusts to the worst so any, anything so bet, that, that better than yeah, that better than your that body is, is able, able the body is ready for it yes. is, is able to manage right. a new, yes. yeah, the, the, the method to the madness Chris uh, behind uh, Brito um, we can trust because this is a guy who basically pulled uh, the club <laughs> I know I'm being dramatic but pulled the club from the brink <laughs> Uh, they weren't necessarily facing relegation, but I'm being very dramatic. Uh, but certainly, they had a disastrous start to the season last yeah, season yeah. under Mandla Lulumpofu. And he saved their season, finishing in the upper reaches of the Premier League. And which we didn't expect when we were taking a look at where Mandla Lulumpofu left the team. 
I think they were they were they weren't teetering in the brink of relegation, but I think they had become a sort of mid-table team, and we we had grown to expect just inconsistency coming out of Highlanders. Mm. But when we could take a look at the riches they had in terms of their playing staff, I think we could see very clearly that um, a different coach would be able to get different results, and that's exactly what Jose Bruto came in and did. Um, didn't go in and you know get a whole bunch of new players. He slotted in some new players from the from their development side, and he managed to galvanize his team, get them playing some good football, and they managed to finish higher up the table than I think they would have. I mean, he almost had a free pass, didn't he? Uh, mm. At the end of that uh, last season, no. because uh, there wasn't much in the way of expectation. Yeah, uh, the only way was up, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the only way was up. Uh, Highlanders, I think, was languishing in 14th place yes. uh, when he took over, and uh, they worked their way steadily up the table. But I think a lot of that goodwill this season is going to be gone. Uh, mm. And I don't mean this yeah. in negative sense, but this season, I think people are saying, right, you've had a full preseason, yep. you've had half a season that's preceded that, mm-hmm. you've brought in players of your liking, you've had a chance to run your eye over this squad mm. uh, for at least eight to nine months. Yeah. So this is your team now. Mm. Let's see what mm. you can do with this team. So he will be expected to deliver this time. So uh, I think a lot of the goodwill that he sort of like enjoyed when he lost matches that he should have won, uh, Highlanders losing to the likes of Wawa. Mm. I think you'll find the Highlanders uh, fans a little less patient this yeah. time uh, because they're saying you've had your time with this squad. We expect this team to be fighting uh, at the very, very top of the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League and there is that expectation. Uh, it might not be said loudly, mm. but there is an expectation that Highlanders this season, mm. this could be the season they challenge for honours. Mm, yeah, and the voice there you hear is of our new presenter, <laughs> Mike Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, His name is Mike Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was your Valentine's Day. I didn't have any wine. <laughs> Forgive him. And Mike talks about this is Brito's team. Uh, if we look at it, uh, look at the signings, Alois. Uh, he's uh, signed striker Kelvin Chigonero uh, from, uh, on loan from Talon Vision. He's recalled goalkeeper Reward Musa from Malaya City. Of course, he was on their books and was on loan there. He has get, gone to Malaya City to get game time. Uh, he's promoted Gillian Nyati uh, from Boso 90, which he's doing a lot of. And then he's signed Malaya City captain uh, Malikaya Ngube. So he's brought in those pieces and sent out on their way. Novizita Masuku has left the country. Adrian Sela, Boko Sisibanda, Toto Banda, and Muziwake Lamini. Um, and uh, Chris Mungue apparently has been informed that he's not in his plans. So he's a man who's run his eye over the team, seen the good that's in there, and then decided, right, these ones I'm going to keep, these ones I'm going to lose. And it's not a wholesale change. It's not. I, I think uh, if you look at the the incoming, the outgoing, it's it's, it's kind of like balance. It's not uh, it's not a lot that is expected of any coach that is coming in, of any team that is starting a season. You know, you change, you make changes here and there. I think it's those are actually wise. Be, be, besides uh, Nube, who has gone to Botswana, I thought he was a very uh, important figure in uh, in that Islanders team. But for the rest, I think I think there's there's no they, they won't miss. Yeah. They won't miss much from it. But like Mark said, this is his season. The goodwill is gone. 
even us, not, we are not Highland yeah, fans. Exactly, yeah. We are also expecting them to challenge. Yeah. We have already seen what they can do. Now we are actually thinking, who can actually challenge FC Platinum yeah. this season? And Islanders are actually one of the teams that we actually believe. So those those losses against the teams like Yada, uh, like uh, Rentals and all that, yeah, no disrespect to these mm-hmm. teams. But if you are challenging for the for the league championship, you don't lose such matches. You no, you don't. You, you, you don't. So I think now is the time okay. for, for him to actually show because everyone is expecting. And even the whole of Zimbabwe, not that we don't like FC Platinum, but we want a challenge. <laughs> we want football. We want competitive football. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope that they do that. They give that challenge so that we can actually see the best out of Zimbabwean football. Uh, 0731168045 is our WhatsApp number right here in the studio. Let us know your thoughts. 0731168045. Uh, and uh, before we go to our, to some of our messages that are coming through, Chris, uh, Brito has shown that, albeit that he is advanced in age, uh, he <laughs> wow. he doesn't he do, in, in, in in football manager terms, uh, he doesn't mind working with uh, uh, with youth, with uh, the exuberance of youth, and has promoted quite a few players. We notice now uh, that uh, Makinen Mushore, of course, who is the elder brother of Mason Mushore, who was promoted from Boso ninety. Uh, coming out of Golden Eagles la- last year into the first team. His brother now has come out of Boso 90, has been plugged in for the preseason. We're not sure whether he's going to get signed yet, but he's he actually started against uh, uh, Shesham uh, in a preseason friendly in Gueru uh, over the weekend. So there seems to be markers saying that perhaps he's under consideration. And again, another young player. Yeah, and when um, you you talk about age mm. and i think when it comes to age you've also got a lot of experience there mm. and i think as well traveled and as well experienced as he is he probably does know that in terms of a long-term plan he's jose's Mourinho's friend remember exactly Very so <laughs> <laughs> he learned one or two um speaking to jose who i'm sure has also had his eye over uh, some of these highlanders <laughs> so when you're taking a look at that this is someone who's experienced, who understands the building of a team, first of all. And also just when you're taking a look at a club like Highlanders, it's very rich in terms of that history mm. of the fact that they would take from their um, development, side, development yeah. sides. Mm. So this is someone who's come in, embraced the culture of the place and is doing something with uh, young players. And I think for me, this shows a building for the future more than yeah. just let's do every season. Let's just take a look at what we can do. Mm, absolutely. And I think that he's got time. But as Mike pointed out uh, this is his season and if the patient starts to wear thin uh, on that stand they call Soweto uh, then uh, they might be forced to make a decision on him I doubt that it'll get to that because he's shown uh, that he's a very astute tactician uh, and can make a splash in our Castle Lager Premier Soccer League then Bitebridge uh, there are uh, very scenic places in Zimbabwe that you could go uh, Bitebridge <laughs> I'm not sure if that's one of them but certainly that's going to serve them uh, somewhat as they set up base and camp out there for initial week it might be extended apparently according to the communications department uh, it might be extended by a few days uh, as they prepare for this coming season which we don't have a start date yet but as soon as we do you'll find it right here on the station 0731 our whatsapp number right here in the studio when we get to the fan zone we'll be reading out your messages and talking all things amatlola nyamamatengwani cry boso from the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play.
Welcome to International Sports News. Now, India open as Samriti Mandana. Um, England all-rounder Natskiva Brunt and Australia's Ashley Gardner struck it rich in the player auction for the inaugural Women's Premier League next month. 11 members of the Zimbabwe Senior National Women's uh, Cricket Team were part of that auction, but they went unsold. Uh, let's hear from India women's cricket player Jer- Jemima, <laughs> Jeremiah, <laughs> Jemima Rodriguez, uh, who was playing in the WPL, who says playing in the WPL is a fantastic opportunity. Honestly, I just want to play the WPL. I'm, I am not bothered which team is going to pick me. You know, I just want to be a part of it because this is a dream come true for every woman cricketer in India and we have waited very long for this and it's finally happening. So we're very excited. I think even if you ask the girls, even if you don't pay us anything, we're still happy to go out there and play. So I think uh, this is going to change a lot for women's cricket in India. And um, and and yeah, it's, you know, getting these matches again and again and again, that's what's going to help us grow. And, you know, Shifali, Richa, we, these are finds from the Women's T20 Challenge. Imagine now we're having it at a large scale. How how much more? Even the even the experienced players and even new players coming from there. We we never know what's going to happen. So we're very excited, looking forward to it. And auction ka to mere hath mein nahi So whatever happens, happens. Z. All right. So the Zimbabwean players were part of that 409 critic cricketers who went under the hammer in the uh, at the Geo World Convention Center in Mumbai in a bit to take part in the inaugural event. Uh, unfortunately, none of our girls were taken, uh, uh, Chris. Uh, but certainly, I think that being part of that auction, uh, just the anticipation that they could have been taken, uh, is an experience in itself. It's definitely uh, um, a very interesting, cool experience to have. I think when you take a look at just how stiff the competition was as well um, so there were a maximum of 90 slots available for five teams and only 30 of those slots um, for overseas players so we had a number of players um, who made it to the final list for the auction and I think participating in the tournament would have been a really great opportunity mm. but I think just that selection in itself um, I think is an important indicator I think going forward we should also just um, consider the quality that we have um, in comparison to what's available on the world stage, I think it's uh, it's a cool indicator, but I think maybe in future years we can expect for um, our girls to participate. A, a, a way in which we can possibly guarantee this, because in truth, um, until it ex- it's expands to about the size of the men's, uh, then we might have an opportunity. Mike, no, what do you think? Do, what do you think we're of? Just, we're just gassing ourselves. Uh, right? Uh, we we don't have the quality. So what? We don't what? have the talent. Would you? Uh, would you? None of these girls, to be honest. Uh, I'm surprised. That that obviously, I think it was the right thing to do to offer to your name up, get them on, uh, onto the but, list. Uh, they were never going to be selected. Would you? Would you agree? Up. Would you agree with a quota system, though? <clears throat> uh, I think in for terms smaller of, nations, uh, development. Mm. Uh, I would like to see that uh, in the women's IPL. I would also like to see it in the IPL, yeah. where they say that uh, for some of the smaller nations like Zimbabwe, mm. uh, that uh, the, the squads, for example, would have to pick maybe a single player or yeah. two development players yeah. uh, in their squads. I think that would give the necessary exposure to developing nations and developing players uh, to rub shoulders uh, with the best players in the world and the mm. best uh, technical staff in the world. Sometimes the best technical staff, as we are finding out now in terms of the brain's trust in the IPL is actually guys who are operating at franchise level because it pays right. a lot better. Right. Uh, so guys like Stephen Fleming, guys mm. like Ricky Ponting who are not employed at national team level yeah. operating at franchise level. So they are in the BBL as consultants.
consultants. Mm. They are in the big blast uh, in England as yeah. consultants. They are coaches in the IPL because it pays a lot better. And those are some of the guys that are recognized as the best cricketing minds in the world at the moment. So the best way that we can do this is for the ICC to say, since there's such a proliferation of these tournaments, yeah. let's make it fair on the smaller nations. Mm. Because the IPL is now taking up a sizable part of the international cricket calendar. calendar at yeah. the detriment of what? Of international cricket. cricket yeah. So at a time when Zimbabwe, for example, could be playing a tour in New Zealand, mm. they're not going to do that because the time that nations can actually play against each other has been cut short yeah. because the BBL has to be played, mm. the IPO has to be played, the Pakistan Super League has to be played, the Caribbean mm. League has to be played. So what do we do? We need to then institute policies like this that guarantee participation from every cricket mm, nation. Absolutely. And then you can uh, get those players who are have made a splash uh, from those smaller nations uh, collecting a decent pay packet while also getting that developmental experience that you point out uh, there, Mike. And going on to the auction proper, uh, Chris, uh, you look at a Royal Challengers Bangalore. Didn't waste any time. They oh, yeah. splurged and signed left-handed batter Mandana, but they weren't the only ones, eh? No, not at all. Uh, Sky Vibrant joined the Mumbai Indians, so she shared the WPL's most expensive overseas players honour with uh, Gardner, who current, who's currently ranked the top T20 all-rounder who joined uh, the Gujarat Giants. Um, Proteas women team superstars, that's uh, Marizan Camp, Cap, not Camp, yeah. and uh, Shabnim um, Ismail are the only South Africans to be picked up. And I think also that's another indicator of the type of quality that we're taking a look at yeah. um, when we take a look at the women's IPL. Um, also, Cap was involved in a bidding war actually oh. between the Delhi Capitals, the Royal Challengers Bangalore, the Gujarat Giants, and the UPZ Warriors before the Capital forked out. Uh, I think it was a pretty hefty sum um, 1.5 which of their currency which is equivalent to 3.2 million rand yeah so nice. um pay packet, that. nice and we're also just taking a look at these numbers and they look pretty interesting um when you're taking a look at the total that was spent and the amount of money that was spent across the franchise which is 800 million mm. which is i think is a decent start um for start, the women's yeah. IPL. it's a good start and a good good um sort of platform was set uh, in the sense that the tv rights were sold to viacom for 167 million uh, us dollars so already that's that's a good platform uh, upon which uh, they can build. So this will only get bigger and bigger than the inaugural edition of the Women's Premier League is set to be played in Mumbai from the 4th to the 26th of March. A total of 22 matches will be played with the uh, Brabon Stadium at the uh, with the Brabon Stadium and the DY Patel Sports Stadium uh, being the venues for that tournament. Hi, my name is Rune Shamba, my tour is Super Striker. You're listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We take over New Zealand's where Bakes Ben Stokes is confident England are building up the arsenal of fast bowlers. They need to carry them through the year's Ashes series and beyond. In England, Mercedes have unveiled their much-anticipated new black Formula One car for what Lewis Hamilton and George Russell will hope is a bounce-back 2023 championship challenge. In news from Wales, Kyle Sinclair's involvement in England's Six Nations game against Wales is in doubt with Bristol with the Bristol pop omitted from this week's training camp due to injury and we'll touch down in the United States where Tiger Woods says he's playing to win when he competes this week in the, his first tournament in seven months at the PGA Tours Genesis Invitational Lock, lock, it on. Fan Zone 
Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. All right, keep your messages coming in. 0731-168-045. Just forget the frog in my throat. Mm. In fact, that actually seems to be the dominating story here on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And anybody with cough mixture, please come to Mike's rescue. (laughs) Seven Kenilworth Avenue, guys. Seven Kenilworth Avenue, Newlands. Bring us some uh, things. Is there someone uh, new in the studio? Does Mike have a frog in his throat? Uh, it's our new presenter. We introduced one. Ask guys, what did Mike eat yesterday? Ishwan Zad Zabuda here. No, guys. goodness, guys. What did you take your meeting, bro? Let's, 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 like, uh, I'm not a big fan of chowing, so, uh, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. Just making sure. Food, right? Yeah, well, I'm safe food. Please say food. Yeah, just generally. talking. Just generally. Generally, yeah, generally. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Oh, my days. (laughs) Highlanders has taken a very good route uh, for them to camp out there. Uh, Funds permitting, they would have camped in Botswana. That's uh, Mawun, uh, Shepard Makuvira from Lion's Den Clinic. Well, Mawun would have been nice with the Okavango just a stone throw. That would be uh, quite scenic. I'm sure the budget's in stress. I don't think so. I don't think so. They didn't get release of budget. Yeah. We we saw, uh, I think, Gezi Planet Stars head out to Victoria Falls. Yeah, very, very nice clients yeah. that that was a very nice trip for them uh, and then as they came back they they did a road trip came through one game yeah, played, played against, played one, against game, one game and i was uh, impressed with the with the crowd, crowd that i saw Eight. in colliery alloys yeah. i mean uh, mm-hmm. i think uh, the colliery stadium is going to be rocking this season uh, any football played there i think they just yeah. want to back their team it's back in the premier league yeah i think i, I think so too because you know you saw the crowds when they were in division 1 now imagine now they are in the Premier Soccer League. This is actually what I what I subscribe. That's this is what I like about community teams. Not like teams that are on the community, but com- teams that are backed by the community. Yes. That where yeah. the community actually believe that this team belongs to us. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. this is what we need in Zimbabwean football, where we have teams teams like that where you so, know so how, do we, how, how do we get to that to that model i know obviously there are teams that have that Hange is yeah. one team uh highlanders is another. you know highlanders, highlanders another. yes uh but in europe obviously it's, it's, it, you look at the premier league yes you know, uh, that's how we that's how we support how we supposed uh, to be yeah. apart from manchester which is supported largely by guys from london yes. uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> which but, manchester uh, manchester united united so, anyway uh, I'm just teasing, <laughs> but I'm saying, how do we move from that? And and because that model is a good one. It is very good. It means that the resources in your particular area are concentrated on your team. Yes. Alois, yeah. uh, you remember that? Uh, I remember one of the the um, rules in Germany is that a team that is located in a certain area of the country cannot get youth players. From another, another area. Another area. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if you are by Munich, your youth players mm. have to come from Munich. Yes. Yes. They have to come from that 100%. particular area. Yes. 100%. Uh, and it ensures and that if there's talent in Mutare, yeah. that talent is for Mutare teams. They yeah. play for Mutare yeah. teams. If and there's yes. talent in Wange, yeah. it's not stolen by Dynamos or Highlanders yeah. or FC Platinum. Yeah. It enriches Wange and mm. until you're able to sign that player and for a sizable compensation and, into the and, team. And, and you find that, that uh, particularly in the mining areas, uh, they, they, they always want uh, what they call Mabon. 
the ones born in the area to be uh, in in and about the team. So yeah. at least the team must have one more born in there so that they can they can uh, have allegiance with that team. And to answer your question, uh, well, to try and answer your question in terms of how we can get there, I think uh, it it starts with the pyramid uh, because I think uh, look at Wange. Wange going down, I think, was the best thing for them uh, in the sense that they didn't get the the. I, I think the support has even been drummed up more uh, in their sojourn and, and journey in Division 1 and now all those fans have come back to the stadium have come back to supporting Wange and now in the Premier League they're going to get the, the, the same support so through the pyramid those those teams coming through uh, can, can build their support but they have to be intentional about it that yeah. fan engagement you have to give people something to believe in it's a very key part of it yeah, yeah but, 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 but still my question is how do we get the, uh, <laughs> apart from giving them big because there is something about supporting your local Local team. So, mm-hmm. for example, you get Scousers. Scousers support Liverpool and Everton because mm-hmm. they're from Merseyside. Yeah. Yeah. We are Scousers. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. We don't support Manchester United even if it's 40 kilometers down the road. Mm-hmm. No, my, we I, don't. It, it, so, w- w- how come we are not fostering that? Where, for example, Highlanders who go and play Man- uh, Manika Diamonds at Sakuba and Highlanders who have the, the majority, the majority of, the support, of the support, Dynamos who go to Gueru and play Chapungu and the Ascot Stadium will be blue and white. So I'm saying, how can we get Gueru to say, you know what, Chapungu is our team. Mm. It starts from what you said, Mike, that the youngsters that are from Gueru are supposed to play for for the Gueru team. And then support comes from the family, from the friends, from the people that see these youngsters growing up in that area, now making it into the first team of Chapungu, playing all the people from the wood know them. That area, so it starts from there, mm. and then, like Chris said, it has to be a deliberate move to market the team in the local in the local area, and the community should also come to. It doesn't help to have five Division One teams in Gueru. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. small town, you are in Mutoko, you have got five Division One teams in Mutoko. <laughs> All of them there, where you are fighting, mm. get together. The best players in Mutoko must play for that one big team. In Mutoko, they can be two years, but they should actually be a deliberate effort to push for that one team to actually get in there. Like like the case in in, in, in Wange, sorry to cut you off, the the case in Wange where Wange, uh, the Colliery versus ZPC Wange uh, in Division 1 last season. I think that also helped to stimulate that rivalry. I think Kariba has got another rivalry. I think they've got Yeah, that kind of rivalry is very good. Kariba Waves. Kariba Waves and then ZPC ZPC, Kariba. Then one gets in. And the top yeah. players want to play in that for that team, yes for the, exactly for the, for the bigger team yeah. and the other team is fighting for so, 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 so for we're we we discussing but what makes these European communities loyal to their teams even down to the fourth tier okay because so, if you go for example Bristol is is one of the big cities in the yeah, United yeah. Kingdom they don't have the Premier League team sure but they support Bristol yes United yes. and Bristol Europe, Europe, yeah. City has got no hope of getting into yeah, the Premier it, League it doesn't but they I, remain loyal. My my humble opinion, uh, beyond uh, fan engagement, I think there's historical issues there as well because I think that um, what you've got, the economics in in Europe are a little bit different to where we are. Uh, And by that, I mean that people in Bristol live, shop, work and play in Bristol. 
So there, there, there's there's very little movement in or out. So you're you're you're, you're in Bristol. You're a Bristol uh, uh, person. That's what you are. So you 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 uh, espouse to the place and also uh, the football team. Now Arthur's got in touch. He's in the United Kingdom and he says, "What do the clubs do for the community?" Yeah, make us oh, support yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. What are you, what are, what are you that, doing? That, that comes to the fan engagement. Apart from just yeah. showing up on a Sunday and a Saturday yes. yeah. uh, at the stadium, yes, connect. What, what else are you doing to connect yeah. with the you community? You need to yeah. connect with yeah. the community. You need to get the fans. You know, the effect, I, I, I've, I've been to Wonder Valley. Mm. They, they, there are very few guys that are going out to Harare to come into, but there's still population. There's a, a big number of people mm. that are still in the that you need to engage with them so that it's their team. You need to create a a situation where fans feel they have the ownership of the team. The team is theirs. It belongs to them. So that kind of engagement, it's very crucial so that when people are coming to support, so Chester uh, uh, in Bulawayo has brought in a, uh, an interesting dimension, just obviously something that uh, we, we also touched on here. He says one reason why FC Platinum always have lesser fans than Shabani Mine in Zishabani is because Shabani Mine is or was good at tapping into local talent, unlike Platinum, who are good at importing yeah. talent. Yes, oh, that's and, that's it. and that's it. And that's it. It's about building the structures. And I, my hope is that that development side, uh, uh, the FC Platinum development side, has many locals in it because yeah. that that's what's going to then uh, drive it unfortunately the ones that have been promoted i think i don't think are from uh, Zushani, uh they are the best and the brightest from all over the country yeah, uh, and it's important to 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 win games but also i think it's important to develop and support the community because oh, they will support you well this uh, message has come in a day early uh, but uh, we'll read it of course and uh, we will be doing this game tomorrow and it's about uh, stay soft in motare says guys how are you uh, how's been your day my candid truth is i'm a diehard man united supporter but barca is going to run rings around us the least we can do is try and minimize the damage i foresee brutality at its worst degree well hang on I will be talking about that match tomorrow, of course, uh, being a Thursday. But before we get there, there's the small matter of the UEFA Champions League as well as the top of the table clash in England. It's City travelling to London to take on Arsenal. Your your hit music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Last night, Paris Saint-Germain coach Christophe Galtier said he is hopeful his side can still qualify for the quarterfinals of the Champions League despite losing 1-0 at home to Bayern Munich in the first leg of their last 16 tie. Kingsley Coleman uh, scored the only goal of the game in Paris uh, against his former club, finishing from an Alfonso Davis cross eight minutes into the second half. Football pundit Frank Leboeuf says PSG uh, were lacking in attack without Kylian Mbappé. 
Uh, Galchester said after the game that uh, uh, they knew that they had a lack of depth with the Neymar and Messi, and that, that was the main concern for him. Um, and um, but he knew that Mbappe couldn't play for for more than uh, than 30 minutes, so he had to wait until you know Mbappe uh, come on and uh, and uh, and uh, with the, the help of uh, Mendes and Akimi uh, bring some uh, some chances. Akimi got injured. I was told that also Marquinhos uh, played the whole game but was injured. Uh, but um, it's not enough. When you're Paris Saint-Germain, you want to win the Champions League. If your only solution is to wait for Mbappe to come on to win a game against Bayern Munich, it's, it's, it's impossible to go through. Um, Mbappe. Um, Mbappe cannot do everything. Z. Uh, the voice there of uh, Frank Leboeuf uh, talking about the fact that they changed when Kylian Mbappe came on Alois and they certainly did but uh, I think that the change of system more uh, gave them the impetus because you can't start with a 4-4-2 a traditional <laughs> 4-4-2 uh, in a Champions League game against Bayern Munich and try and just protect uh, your goal first before trying to I mean I, I, very negative by, by uh, Christian yeah, Gautier the tactics were uh, way, 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 way out of order for me if you look at the uh, way PSG are set up they actually a very good attacking team so you don't want to be the one that is actually defending mm. more, more more than the other team so Did for me I think it was ball? a coaching it was a coaching problem yeah. it was a coaching problem and it it, it was rectified by default when Babe <laughs> came on they, they had no choice yeah, yeah. they had to, to to start playing on the front foot and they they started showing that they can actually create chances and, and they could actually get get something out of it and, and and truth with the amount of chances that they missed Chris uh, you, yeah. could, you could tell that Bayern was there for the taking they, yeah, they, especially yeah, with yeah. that high line where in attack they, there was lots of space behind and who thrives in a scenario like that <laughs> Kylian Mbappe Neymar and to an extent uh, Messi because he can then pick those passes, pick the passes, for, passes. The, for the player for the players going in behind which begs the question of exactly what the thinking was behind the mm. setup because when you take a look at first of all the um, sort of form that Bayern Munich is in now I think if you're going to beat Bayern first of all you're at home yeah. if you're going to beat Bayern Munich now is the time to do it so yeah. the negative approach was a bit strange and Honestly, when you've got the attacking riches that PSG has, I wouldn't expect for them to play in that way. Yeah, exactly. And I think they, they were let down yeah, by Christoph Gautier. We can probably give him a pass in the sense that he did say that Kylian Mbappe wasn't 100% fit. He looked absolutely fit when he came on to me. <laughs> but nonetheless, we'll believe him at his word. We'll see what happens in the second leg, which is played to be played at the Allianz Arena on the 8th of March. In the other match last night, Antonio Conte said he needs his Tottenham players to start believing in themselves after they fell to a 1-0 defeat uh, to AC Milan which put Champions League campaign at risk former Manchester City winger Brahim Diaz uh, bundled home from close range after 7 seven minutes and Spurs were fortunate not to fall further behind in the closing stages AC Milan um, you know they, they looked good in this game Brahim Diaz of course uh, that goal despite the, the, the two saves from the, the Spurs keeper uh, being able to bundle it home but Milan will be happy that they left 
uh, with something. Yeah, they'll, they'll be happy. Uh, they can take a lead to London uh, and uh, against the Spurs side that's uh, missing, uh, I think, two very critical players. Uh, they're missing uh, Hugo Lloris. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like him, but yeah. uh, Hugo Lloris can be very good. He can. Uh, I know he makes howlers. He's a bit like De Gea. Yeah. You know, where, where De Gea... <laughs> when he's good, he's yeah, very when good. good. he's very when good, he's very good. When he's bad, uh, he's When he's bad, he's absolutely abject. So uh, they're missing him. He's their captain. He's, 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 I think, uh, he's a captain, captain. Uh, for uh, Tottenham Hotspur. So there was a lot of lead leadership organization that, that was lacking mm. uh, in the team and then uh, there was also Pentecourt yeah. uh, who has been absolutely phenomenal yeah. for them uh, he had uh, that season ending injury mm. uh, and he will not be playing so there was a big gaping hole uh, in central midfield which they would normally have filled up with Yves Bissouma yes. but Yves Bissouma himself is missing, is missing uh, yeah. so there, there are issues with Tottenham as to whether they're able to dominate games in midfield now the way that they are able to do uh, and transition as well from defence to attack as smoothly uh, as they were doing earlier on in the season on Mm. the counter-attack. I think too much now is falling on Harry Kane. He's having to drop way too deep and when he does that, there is then that gaping hole now uh, in in, in, In in attack attack, uh, where he should be occupying the two central defenders and teams like AC Milan have got two very good centre-backs. So once he starts playing that game, uh, they've also got decent players in midfield as well. Mm -hmm. They can handle that sort of attacker who likes to drop deep uh, and try and affect the game from midfield. So I think AC Milan will be quietly confident that they won 1-0 they can get a result in London as well. Yeah, it's likely. So we'll see how that one plays out uh, on the same day. Uh, that's 8th of March for that second leg at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Right, let's talk about tonight's action. <laughs> ZFM stereo is untouchable. So Borussia Dortmund will be facing a new look Chelsea in the Champions League last 16 first leg following the England club big spending uh, their spending spree but coach Erdin Terzic uh, says his team is ready for any surprises uh, this will be the first meeting between Borussia Dortmund and Chelsea in European competition it is a Chelsea side that we don't know how to comment on but it's a Dortmund side that can be very good the fact that Sebastian Alley is available for selection is a, a feather uh, and another arrow in uh, Terzic's quiver. Yeah, this is a very unpredictable match really, because we, we don't know which uh, Chelsea team that is going to come, <laughs> come out <laughs> uh, for, for this match. And uh, But unfortunately, uh, we know that Dortmund are, 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 are looking like they're looking good. Mm. Uh, they're really looking good. And uh, I I think they can they can withstand anything that comes from Chelsea. I'm a Borussia Dortmund fan. As well. <laughs> yeah, it's clear. I'm looking. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to a good match. Mm. Uh, but uh, honestly speaking, I think Dortmund uh, this time around they're looking good. Yeah, they're they 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 looking good. They can actually challenge. They 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 seem to be looking uh, a lot better and also seeming like they're facing a Chelsea side that's in transition. Uh, Chris, uh, we've heard Todd Bowley talk about the fact that uh, Potter's got time. Uh, he he said he doesn't want him to win now he wants him to win gradually and and build a team uh but yeah the groans in the studio (laughs) the groans in the studio tell you that uh, that's unlikely if it starts going horribly badly so this is yet another game where he's got to put up a a good performance it's lies and filth i think when you're taking a look at you know a team signing more than half a dozen players in the january transfer windows Mm -hmm. and the amount of money that they said more than 300 150 million and then you say that Potter's got time. If Potter had time they wouldn't be making yeah. these, these, these I actually, kind of I actually think the opposite could be true Chris. Mm. 
Really? The they, yeah, the fact that they that they, trust they, him. They, they they trust him to buy a whole stack load of players. Yeah. Because but, but, who's he buying them for? Okay, fine. Nah, but Potter's really the one man. who came out and we actually played the, the, mm. the, the clip on here where yes. he was talking about the fact that I, I don't necessarily know everything that's going on yes. with the transfers and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, so if that's, that's someone that you but, trust, but he, but he, he would be makes, very much on He the makes the side. selections as to who is his in squad. He selected who was in the Champions League squad, for example. Yeah. That's not Bowley. Because he, he doesn't decide the composition. I think Todd so, Burley is just making a situation where he's ensuring that there are playing riches there and any sort of mess ups are not yeah, down to the fact that there is no it's literally giving him rope yeah. to hang himself with. no but what do you mean what are the playing riches when you take a look at uh, at chelsea 350 million no, that's, dollars that's that's, that's just money uh, where where is so, the so Chelsea didn't get any quality the only quality player that so they really, buying them? that they really brought in for who me was buying them? is Joao Felix and he's on low yeah. he's the one guy I look at and I say you know what that's the deal that they need to complete and, and, and so, so, to sort of support that so point look at look, look at this Benoit, Benoit uh, Badiashile uh, is young he's one for the future he's developing uh, Noni Madiuke, Madiuke we've seen him play he's uh, another one who's developing Andre Santos the same uh, David Fofana, the same. Yeah, Kylo, the they're, they're all sort of young players that are coming into their own and are showing a lot of promise. So it could well be that he's telling the truth. You know what? I'm sticking with my L- man. Let's, let's, like let's, let's do what, what Arsenal did with Ateta. Yes, sir. Yeah. And 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 I I see Potter still there because to be honest, right now with where they are, yes. you would have fired him. Yeah, you'd have sacked him. Why, 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 why you keep Roman would have sacked him uh, ages ago. Liverpool is having a terrible season. Yeah. We're on top of Chelsea with yeah. a game in hand. Yes. Yes, that, that puts put it, it into perspective. <laughs> that puts it into perspective. <laughs> All right, in the other match tonight, guys, Club Brugge uh, welcome Benfica to the Jan Bredel Stadium uh, for the first leg of their Champions League last 16 tie. But there is a big, monumental Premier League tie on tonight. All the rivalry. Potty! Stars. There goes Haaland. He's on his way again. He's hungry. He's scored. He always does. He always will. Nothing more, sir. And all the game-changing moments. Marcus Rashford. He can't miss at the moment, Marcus Rashford. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. All right, so Pep Guardiola says Manchester City will face the best Arsenal team since he has been in the Premier League at Emirates Stadium tonight. Arsenal managed by Guardiola's former assistant and protege Mikel Arteta are seeking a first top flight title since 2004. And to be fair, this Arsenal side is absolutely the business. Can they do the business tonight, Alice? Yeah, they're good enough. Uh, they can. Uh, it's very possible. You know, this is the, the, the best I've seen Arsenal play in a while, in, a, in, a, in quite a long time. So if they can't do it now, when a lot of teams, they've dropped a lot of points, they had a very good cushion, which is going to be cut down if they lose today. But if they hold on, maybe if they draw, 
or win this one. I think they will still be in it, but it's going to be very difficult. It's mm. not going to be. It's not going to be easy. They dropped points that they were not supposed to drop. Yeah. Unfortunately, against Brentford, yes, tough luck. Uh, these things do happen, you know. But they still drop. Uh, <laughs> the they, they still drop the point. Yes, but it's it's, it's now okay because they still have to play against Man City again. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 very tricky. And I'm hearing also that uh, Thomas Mate is injured, might not feature yeah. uh, today. That's a big so miss, it's yeah. a big miss uh, uh, for 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 Arsenal as well. So it's going to be it's it's, it's not going to be easy for them tonight. The incentive there, uh, Mike, and they, 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 you need very little incentive for games like this. But there is an incentive for City that they would actually go top if they win tonight's game, yeah. albeit on goal difference. But it's still top. Of the league, so yeah. I think City is going to be pumped. I think it's, it's a classic six-pointer. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, they're playing back-to-back. So it's, yeah, uh, it's twelve yeah. points, uh, to be honest. So uh, City with the incentive to to strike as a psychological blow mm. uh, to Arsenal yeah. and uh, put them under pressure. Uh, and and I think that is what Pep Guardiola urging his team that you know what, let's put them under pressure and let's see let's if they can respond. Yeah. Can they respond? Because yeah. this season, Arsenal has sort of like lost one match. They lost to United early in the season but immediately bounce back yeah they've had the the the, the uh, you know what they've had the good fortune uh, and it's not good fortune for lack of a better phrase but I'm saying they've always bounced back rather quickly quickly yeah. but what do they do if they are put under pressure and they lose not one but mm. two matches yeah and not just to anyone but against the team that's it's actually sick, chasing them yeah. for honors and then that team all of a sudden has got a three-point advantage on Arsenal or four-point mm. advantage then we'll begin to see the real Arsenal can they respond because this, apart from a game of skill, it's also a mental game. It is, and who's under the more mental pressure? We've seen Pep start to tinker because of pressure. He's changed his system. He's doing all sorts. Arteta, can he stand the pressure in the kitchen? Uh, we don't have time for predictions. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. Arsenal, loses. <laughs> Arsenal loses. Is that universal? Everybody nah, thinks Arsenal I'm, lose. I'm going with the draw. Going for, for a draw, Alice? No, they know they're losing. Arsenal with the two old. You, you know, you know, Manchester United. You know, you know that, right? Okay. And you guys laughed at me. But here you're being when, long-winded. Yeah, who's yeah, losing? Yeah. Well, what yeah. about well, where's Man United? Who's losing? <laughs> Man United are still in it. Who's yeah. losing? Especially if Arsenal tonight, loses tonight. Alois, who wins? They're losing it. They're who? losing. Arsenal are losing. Arsenal's okay. losing. Okay. Yeah. Arsenal's, Arsenal's losing. losing. One Arsenal's one. losing. I don't think. So. I think Arsenal. I think yeah. Arsenal's actually going to do the business. Win? I think. Yeah. I think Arsenal will win. Hey. One nil. No, no, no. By one goal. Let me say by one goal. Smile. <laughs> uh, Sean is hoping I'm right. <laughs> All right. If they win, they win the title. This, we'll, this is it. We'll yes. be back. If they beat City in one of the games, yeah, they win. The title they win the title. Six. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. May God receive bless. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. The biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. 
Hi, this is Mike Madod, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.